The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Susan off today. Cloudy skies, 45 degrees outside right now in Buffalo. Today, the day that the deal could be finalized to build a new stadium for the Buffalo Bills. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. Exactly one month after the Buffalo Bills, New York State and Erie County signed the necessary documents to move forward with construction of a new state-of-the-art football stadium in Orchard Park, the Erie County Legislature will give the final vote of approval on Thursday to commence the build across the street from Highmark Stadium. Starting this out, it's all a journey. It's definitely a marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. The expectation is we can get through this, but there are so many different aspects and to know like what Chair Baskin did with the community benefits agreement. There's so many other aspects of this stadium that are going to have residual effects in this community for years to come long after I'm gone and most of the people that are here today. We should be proud of that and we should also know that the Buffalo Bills as a franchise will be here for 30 years. That's Bill Geary, Erie County's Commissioner for the Department of Public Works. He was part of a special review session held Wednesday in the Erie County Legislature Chambers that detailed the documentation of the final agreement signed by all parties of the deal. While the final vote of approval is set to take place Thursday afternoon, it will come after one more review session for the legislature with further details of the stadium agreement. Despite that, Geary and other legislators like Jim Melshuski do not expect any other issues to come about that would swing the stadium vote in the wrong direction. The number one goal here was to keep the Bills in Buffalo. This cements that the Bills will be here for the next 30 years, and I think that the potential to help youth activities, to help different aspects of the community, they're all there. So I think that this is a very good proposal and a win-win for Western New York. More ahead of Thursday's final vote of approval for the new Bill Stadium is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. Something we'll be keeping an eye on today is that vote happens uh, over a year after that stadium deal was first announced. Narden Academy President Sandra Betters resigning. Effective June 30th, the announcement happened after a Board of Trustees meeting yesterday and comes after over a month of parent and student protests. Channel 7 reports that nine board members will also step down after working on a transition plan that will include the hiring of an interim superintendent. The frantic eight-hour search for a suspected Atlantic gunman who allegedly opened up fire inside of a doctor's office came to a dramatic end in Georgia yesterday. A major police presence descended on Midtown Atlanta yesterday as people evacuated the area, including Dr. Timothy Simon, who was in surgery one floor above where the shots were fired. I heard some policemen outside saying, you know, come out with your hands up or hold your hands up. Police say 24-year-old Dion Patterson shot five women inside the waiting room of a medical practice, killing a 39-year-old. Four others were hospitalized, some in critical condition. That's Rhiannon Alley with the report. We'll be talking about this shooting, the search, a little bit later on this morning. Well, here locally, if you've bought paint in the last year, you might have noticed an additional fee. WBEN's Tom Puckett explains what it's for. And how much work is being done with that money you're paying? When you've bought paint in New York recently, a new fee was added as a result of a state law. The law requires that paint manufacturers implement a statewide paint recovery program. And the law also requires that a new fee on the purchase of all paint sold on the state uh, be applied uh, when purchasing that paint. Andrew Radin of Paint Care says the fee varies by size, but the proceeds don't go to the state. Instead, it goes toward recycling leftover paint. Already there's about 20 drop-off sites in the Buffalo area 
and statewide we have uh, about 290 drop-off sites, and we're still growing that drop-off network. Raiden says the program has been effective. Since last May, when the program was launched, we've already collected over 700,000 gallons uh, of leftover paint. And through the, through the fee, paint care arranges for all the transport and recycling costs for the, the leftover paint. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, so that's what's happening with your paint uh, recycling fee. A lot of people have been noticing that over the last year whenever you buy it. You might not notice it either. How often do you buy paint? Hopefully, it's not that often if you're just a regular homeowner, once every couple of years or something. The Kremlin claims an overnight drone strike on the Russian parliament was a failed attempt on Russian President Vladimir Putin, but there appears to be no intelligence to back that up as of now, Justin Finch tells us what theories are currently being considered. A resistance group within Russia, a so-called false flag operation by Putin's government to justify more attacks on Ukraine, or a warning shot from Ukrainian forces, which President Zelensky fiercely denied yesterday. We don't attack Putin or Moscow. Are we fight on, on our territory. In Washington, after a closed-door briefing with the director of the CIA, Senator Mark Warner said there's no indication yet that Ukraine is behind the drone strike. It's Justin Finch with the latest from Washington on that drone strike. In sports, the Hurricanes beat the Devils 5-1 to one last night. Into the Devils zone. Jarvis to Nason to Ajo trying to find Jarvis. Now comes back to Shane Scores! First of the postseason, and that could be a dagger with 9.43 left in the third. They were all over them in game one, 5-1, to one, the final score, 1-0 series lead for Carolina. And another game, second straight night this has happened, another game where a player scores four goals only to see his team lose. It's got to be rough. Leon Dreisaitl did it for the Oilers. He had four, but they end up losing to Vegas 6-4. to four. Uh, an empty net goal and a secondary assist for Jack Eichel. What? I mean, it, it was an empty netter, and he had the, it was a secondary assist. It, am I just supposed to say goal and assist like you would for any other player? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Kentucky Derby coming up this weekend might be shrouded in controversy. Did you hear about this? Four horse deaths at Churchill Downs this week. It's left trainers baffled, grieving, concerned in the lead-up to the Derby. It's not the first time the racing industry has experienced this, though. Here's Andrea Fujii. Back in 2019, 42 horses died at Santa Anita Park in California. The racetrack closed for several weeks to make safety improvements, including more veterinary care, new training protocols, and better track maintenance. In this case, experts say it's not yet clear what happened since the horses died in different ways. It's hard to make um, specific conclusion just because they happen close together. Churchill Down says the horses will receive necropsies. Results could take weeks. A full investigation set to be conducted, but the derby is still on 
for this upcoming Saturday. And in Hollywood, how long will the writer's strike last? No one knows, but Jason Nathanson says some plans are being made. It's the second day of the writer's strike. Picketing continues in Los Angeles and New York, and it seems the Writers Guild thinks the strike could last at least two weeks. They're planning rallies for both coasts Monday, May 15th, about two weeks away. If past strikes are any indication, this could be a long one. The 2007 strike lasted 100 days. A strike in 1988 went 153 days. Both were very costly to the industry. Talks between writers and studios broke off Monday night with no indication when discussions will start again. Jason Athens in ABC News, Hollywood. The exclusive WBN some weather forecast for the day today still calls for plenty of clouds and even a little bit of spotty light rain and a touch of fog. But the trend is our friend as we dry out, especially heading into later tonight. Still cool today, though, behind the low 50s, mostly cloudy for tonight. The overnight low temperature into the upper 30s. Can't rule out a spotty shower, but I think it's more the exception rather than the rule. Partly to mostly sunny on Friday with a gentle breeze. Temperatures back up near 60 for a high. With your exclusive WBN 7 Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Joining us live on the line is Ed Hutton, director of the Financial Markets Lab at Niagara University. Ed, uh, another interest rate hike from the Fed. Uh, I guess not surprising to a lot of onlookers. No, no, not at all. Uh, good morning, Brian. Uh, yeah, the uh, in a year, the 10th interest rate uh, hike in a year. So we really haven't seen a – we've never had uh, interest rates rise so fast in so short a time. But really, just a year ago, we were pretty much at a zero uh, Fed funds rate, and now it's in that five to five and a quarter rate. So quite a, quite a, a, uh, a rapid rise upward. Even though we were expecting what happened at the announcement yesterday, the markets reacted negatively. Why does that happen? We know what's going to happen, yet when the words actually come out of the mouth, it's then when the markets seem to go down. Well, I think that what was happening yesterday was that there were some very optimistic investors that were hoping that the the pause, you know, so the, the Fed is is going to stop raising interest rates at some point. It, it just has to. And I think there were a group of investors who were hoping that yesterday would be the day that they said that, uh, you know, we're going to put the brakes on this. Instead, what they what they said is that uh, conditions warranted at least one more raise, which they did yesterday. But they did leave open the possibility, and they, I think. They really were trying to signal that unless there's some news about inflation that happens in the next month, that at the meeting next month, when they meet uh, next month, that there would not be another uh, rate increase. So some people were disappointed, but I think that what most people were looking for was that, uh, you know, some signals, which we did get yesterday, that this is going to be it for a while. Uh, there's some other things that the market's reacting to. We're, we're going through uh, earnings season right now, so companies are releasing uh, their earnings. There's a couple of companies that uh, didn't do as well as some uh, analysts had expected. There's also some signs, Brian, that are really starting to gather that uh, we might be coming due for a recession pretty soon. And some of those things are starting to come out now. And I think now as we, as we're getting past interest rates going up and that worry, there's really uh, gives investors time to focus on is there a recession coming up? And it looks like there very may well be. Um, are two of the indicators that there might be a recession coming up, as you say, uh, is one of them, you know, we know that, well, maybe this could be the last of the rate hikes, but uh, Jay Powell said that 
they're not going to cut interest rates in the near future. Uh, that's not going to happen. And then also, some of these job uh, numbers that we've seen recently, uh, quite a few fewer jobs out there than uh, there were just a few months ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had uh, we had some numbers on jobs that uh, indicated that that very, very strong job market that we had a few months ago, back uh, six or eight months ago, uh, that that job market has really cooled off. Some of the other things that you look for as leading indicators of a recession are things like oil prices. And of course, we, you know, we talked a lot about oil prices and what's been happening in the last few weeks is that oil prices have really been going down quite quickly. And what brings oil prices down that quickly is going to be softening demand. So people are driving less, they're uh, using less uh, gasoline, the refiners are cutting back. And that's oftentimes that's the sign that we're going into a recession. So, uh, yeah, good news for us and what we pay, uh, uh, pay for gas at the pump. But uh, uh, worrying for people that are uh, thinking about the uh, short-term overall health of the economy. As we're talking about these market reactions, I, what are the things that people, people who have money in the market, what should they be doing, if anything? Well, you know, there was a, uh, there was a phrase that was used uh, until last year. It was uh, Tina. There is no alternative to stocks. Uh, where what people, in order to get any type of uh, return on invested money or even just your own savings, you really were forced into the stock market because interest rates that banks were paying on on uh, other types of investments, bond investments, and that were just so low. Well, that's not the case anymore. Uh, you can earn by by taking some time to look around. You can you can get earnings uh, from from these uh, investments of four or five percent or more now. And boy, that wasn't something that we had last year we do have now and so what's happening is that investors are looking at alternatives so it's no longer t-i-n-a there is no alternative now there is an alternative and that's having some that's having some big effects on investors behavior i is that dangerous that we you know it used to be like we would say set it and forget it almost right like uh, you have some money out there don't think about it don't make rash moves don't try and time the market now it's like well you have all these options that are out there and that's when people can start making mistakes yeah it, it, it certainly can if you take a look though if you think about fdic insurance so you know the fdic two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is is guaranteed uh, by the FDIC. Uh, if you can, if you take the time to investigate, uh, you know, some online type banking options, online savings options uh, that are fully FDIC guaranteed. Like I said, in in many cases, I think we've got a lot of uh, a lot of people that still have money at, at a savings or a checking account, really earning very very low interest. That could be earning a really respectable rate of interest up into the four percent or more in a fully fdic uh, insured investment and i think people need to uh at this point take a look and see are is there a better alternative for the money that's the wben all local all new episodes are made available each weekday morning produced by the award-winning wben newsroom